0: Second hour of Light the Tower on the horn. Craig Wade, Jeff Howe with you. Cam Parker, producer alongside. Uh, of course, they're in the uh, comfortable confines of the ARN compound, the studios. Camera was uh, flipping
2: they're... off the TV earlier, Craig. You missed that.
1: Flipping off the TV? Yeah. You want to wow. tell
2: uh, Craig what the topic was, Cam, on the Screaming People show this morning?
1: Uh, what was it? Um...
2: Will the Nuggets be the favorite in the Western Conference next year? Yeah. How about we see if the Nuggets are the favorite to fin- to finish off winning this championship this year? Yeah. And we can talk about
1: it. That. wasn't It wasn't the yeah. Tom Herman Double Birds, though. It was you know, it was <laughs> it was the middle it was the middle school version. <laughs> uh, okay. Cam noticed. Uh, Cam
2: also pointed out to me, and I thought it was funny how just miserable Brian Windhorst looked.
1: Uh, <laughs> when you take people who are serious at their job, like Tim Legler or Brian Windhorst, and you put them next to people, is it Windhorst people, or
0: Winthorst? I think it's
1: Windhorst, right? Yeah. Okay. Wind the uh, Windthorst is the town
0: up by Wichita Falls. There. Okay. Did I say Winthorst. I'm sorry. No.
2: You just go windy if you Okay. He's, anyway. He's a you know Brian Windhorst is a writer. He's a you know he's I don't want to say he's Big J journalist, but he's. Takes his he job is. seriously, you know. He does. So he why he was he scream looking? at you?
1: He doesn't scream at you. Yeah, because the no. the topic was so, like, the Denver Nuggets are the best team in basketball. They're up two one in the finals. They're going to bring back yeah. the best player in the league next year. Like, wh- who else is the West going to run through? It's just one of those stupid, scream at you shows type of segments, right? Because you got to do something for the next two hours. So, yeah. but Jeff pointed it out yeah. during the show, and then just when Horst looked miserable listening to Stephen A yell across the set to (laughs) mad dog and wendy's like i woke up this early for this i could be be doing i could be doing actual game four prep right now
2: (laughs) beyond the elliptical hitting the breakfast buffet there's a million other things he could have done than sit there and had to listen to that endless uh yeah
0: yeah definitely definitely could have been could have been doing that hey uh the super regionals are underway first game duke and virginia Underway, they're in the bottom of the first and scoreless. Uh, Nick Parker, the uh, outstanding right-hander for the Cavaliers. I don't think he's related to Cameron Parker. Nick Parker's not related to you, is he? The uh, Virginia pitcher? Unfortunately not. He set the Blue Devils down on seven pitches in the top of the first. Now left-hander Andrew Healy has uh, navigated his way through the first two batters, his two outs in the bottom of the first. And I know this is is a guy who covers – The college baseball scene is a guy who has been to Omaha multiple times in recent years. Jeff, you're going to be familiar with the name Jake Geloff of Virginia, uh, who I think is now on his eighth or ninth year there. He's one of those guys that every day for years we've been hearing the name Jake Geloff. He has 47 career home runs, the most in Virginia Cavalier history. And uh, he just got punched out looking there. So each pitcher had a 1-2-3 first inning there. So that super is underway between uh, Duke and Virginia, and they're scoreless after one inning. But uh, you've been to Omaha the last couple of years. You remember Jake Gelloff when he was there with Virginia. In fact, Texas eliminated Virginia a couple of years ago when in Geloff Omaha. was playing.
2: Uh, yeah. By the way, I don't know if, he, if anybody's in – inclined to hear this, but Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. 3776 Bucky apparently once called Brian Windhorst fatty windbags, so do with that what you and, will.
0: Yeah. So and, mean. And, 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 well, and they say that they don't body shame on there, but they they do. They they, they just do. <laughs> they, they, they say that they don't body shame, and yet he'll talk about people that have round shoulders and stuff like that. So <laughs> they say they do. They say they don't, but they do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, that that, so. that show that show has spawned off a lot of uh, great listeners over the years and great loyalists to you know who follow our kind of core on air talent around from place to place and show to show. So much so, Craig, that I'll never forget. And I don't know why it had to be this way, but uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when we had Hornbash, it might have been the last one we did before COVID. Uh, uh-huh. My wife went with me and took my took my young daughter and the first two people my wife had to meet associated with the station non-employees the first two people my wife had to meet were Lil' Kev and OU Mark
0: wow yeah now that'll so leave I'm a like, mark well
2: that's that's one way to get uh get to know our listenership if and you draw could, you could pick, draw
0: yourself an impression there. Pick two names <laughs> pick
2: two names out of the bowl and if it's those two then well, hell dude, you're in for a hell of a treat. <laughs> yeah. No, I like both those guys. I, I saw Lil Kev on Bevo Boulevard this year, too. actually. Did you really? Yeah, he he's yeah, I, by I, every, I, he pops his head in every now and then. Actually, did he not did Lil Kev not show up to uh, a pluckers when we did the pluckers did. on Fridays? I he thought he absolutely did.
0: Yeah. did. He absolutely did. So it was it was good to see him. And 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 I don't mind O U Mark as well. He's okay. No, I I so, kid. I just I'm just like, well, wow, yeah. if I could
2: have, if I could have found a way for my wife to be kind of indoctrinated into this station, that's. You, you could draw. You could certainly draw up better ways, and you could maybe draw up worse ways.
1: Craig, you can't see Jeff <laughs> right now, but he actually is wearing
2: OU red right now. I am. I grabbed my red shirt. Are you really? I am my red shirt. This is actually. You got some crimson work it, well, in the day? No, this is more. Uh, I call this more of like my Westlake shirt. Cam, Celebrating the see, 3 the, from last night? It's got the red, but it's also got like the blue lettering on it. So this is more of like my Westlake shirt.
1: Is that a, Does that say Peterson on the back of the shirt? Wow.
2: Yeah. It's my Adrian Peterson <sighs> jersey. <laughs> come on you guys That's good you, you, you guys Jason know,
1: White signature on the back you, of it too
2: wow you guys know if I got an Oklahoma <laughs> jersey it would be either Rocky <laughs> Calamus or Dusty Dvorak
0: see you, you know your 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 uh your allegiances have uh, have raised an eyebrow or two when it was revealed earlier that you went to a branch campus of Texas A&M. Oh. You attended that's your, that.
2: That's your assumption, sir, and not accurate at all.
0: You went to Texas A&M uh, Central Texas. Did you not?
2: I did not, no. I went to Central Texas College. It was not A&M and what, Central Texas. Okay. My last okay. semester there is when they opened the Tarleton branch, which was not yet <laughs> A&M Central Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just want to state okay. for the record, I am in no way, shape, or form affiliated with Texas AM University.
0: Okay. I I, I it sounded to me like you'd gone attended that's a branch almost campus. As,
2: that's almost as bad as accusing me of being from Gerald.
0: Like it's that's it's Well, you spent a lot of time over there. I don't think you were from Gerald, but you seem to you seem to know every inch of Farn to Market four eighty seven running over there
1: well
2: hell craig you to, play to no, you play enough little league baseball games and go there for sporting events and to get to okay. places like bartlett you got to go through gerald I, i could drive 487 from where it starts and probably get you to bartlett with my eyes closed
0: i'll bet you probably could i bet, I, I bet you probably could now uh, true or false you have either through a drive-through or just take out true or false you
2: have grabbed something to eat in
0: gerald before
2: uh yes mm-hmm. i it was a sub- I think that subway is actually closed now. It used to be a okay. subway in general. I don't think it's there anymore okay, it didn't all look right. like it was there the last time I drove through there.
0: Got gotcha. you, okay, all right, just you know, like I say just you know, I wanted to make sure i mean you you have actually you know
2: oh i didn't trade. say I was, didn't say I was happy about it or that I wanted to uh-huh.
0: okay okay all right I, it,
2: just, it just happens.
0: All right. Uh, okay. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get you Flex Thirty update, update on the UIL State Baseball Tournament going on. So we're going to do that, and uh, and then uh, and then we'll get you ready for our second hour Longhorn Notebook, and a uh, second hour Longhorn Notebook includes a com. It'll have uh, Jeff's notes and also a comment we'll have from Dylan Campbell and one for Mitchell Daily, So we'll have that coming up as well as we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe, Light the Tower. don't have to dream about california here in california getting in northern california uh i think that that song by the uh, mamas and papas was probably a little more geared towards southern california as evidenced by the fact she said if i was in la but we're up north of there up here in northern california where this afternoon uh, the longhorn baseball team will uh, be on the practice field we'll have uh, more on that in a moment but right now let's get a flex 30 update for you. flex atx for the best high school sports coverage listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com flex 30 is brought to you by brain vault brain vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion visit brainvault.com and join the movement Okay, uh, UIL State Baseball Tournament going on as we speak right now. First of all, congratulations to the brand-new state champions who uh, have been crowned to this point and uh, the brand-new state champions in uh, Class 1A and uh, 2A that have been crowned, the brand-new 1A state champions of Texas – the Abbott Panthers, Jeff.
2: Abbott. The fighting Willie Nelsons.
0: They beat Fayetteville 6-5. to five. So how about Abbott winning the state title? State finalists in six-man football. State champions in 1A baseball. Uh, 2A baseball. Congratulations to Harlton, which knocked out Shiner. Beat Shiner in the state championship today uh, by a score. Uh, or yesterday, won that one by a score of 10 to 5. So uh, congratulations there to Harleton, uh, winning a uh, state title in 2A. Now, uh, there's other games going on. Of course, uh, last couple of days, she had a state semifinals and a state championship. How about China Spring, Jeff? First of all, they upended and, and beat Sinton, Adrian is defending state champions at UFC Udish Fog Field. And did that on Wednesday, 8-4. to And then beat Liberty ILO yesterday to win the 4 H D state championships. That should make the folks in Taylor feel much better because they lost after they had them down one game to none. I know it'd, it'd be agonizing to think you had them down one game to none and then dropped the last two games to the Baylor ballpark to lose that regional final series. But they did lose to the eventual state champions, the China Spring Cougars. Uh, tremendous, tremendous run there.
2: Again notice the pattern the football baseball double are the schools that are having an opportunity to at least strive for it
0: that's exactly right so uh, congratulations there to uh, China Spring winning the 4A state championship now the 3A going on right now top of the 7th inning May Pearl is on uh, top of Boyd and uh, the score is i had it oh here it is 7 to 5 right now that's in the uh, top half of the 7th over dell diamond may pearl panthers boyd Yellowjackets jackets playing in that 3a semifinal It's a semifinal today that's the 3a state championship game will be the first of the 3 state championship games played tomorrow at dell diamond that'll be the first one uh, and by the way it's now 7 to 6 and boyd has the tying and winning runs in scoring position in the bottom of the seventh with one out. So it's coming down to the wire there uh, for uh, Boyd and Maypearl. And Maypearl trying to hold on against Boyd right now at 7-6 there at Dell Diamond in the top half of the seventh inning. OK, so that's the uh, one of those. Now, in addition to uh, that matchup, the other games that are going on at Dell Diamond, and, uh, and and all of the remaining action is going on at Dell Diamond. The other semifinal that will follow that will be Corpus Christi London against Wall. Then you have the 6A semifinals, uh, starting at 4 o'clock. Sidewoods against Flower Mound. And then Cam Parker, 7 o'clock. The Westlake Chaparral's at 40 and 4, taking on the Pearland Oilers, who are 37, 6, and 1, going into that. Going
1: to be a uh, great game, Craig.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think I think uh, both of these state semifinal games will be really good uh, in in six A.
1: And real quick, uh, we already know, yes. Some text on the Specs text line asking how they can watch these games. Will it be televised. Uh, I can answer that question for you. You can watch it on the NFHS Network, nfhsnetwork.com. You can download it on your TV. and It's an app on Amazon Roku, but you will have to pay either the $80 yearly fee or the $12 monthly fee. There you are,
0: unfortunately. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, update, Boyd has just walked it off. A two-run wow. single to drive in the winning runs, the Boyd Yellow Jackets, advancing the state championship round. They beat May Pearl. Heartbreaking. May Pearl had scored two runs on the top of the seventh to break out of a 5-5 tie. And you go up 7 to 5. Boyd comes back with three in the bottom of seven. They walk it off. The Boyd Yellow Jackets from over in Wise County an 8 7 win over Maypearl. And they advance to the state championship round uh, tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. They'll take on the winner of Corpus Christi London against Wall. And again, those 4A semifinals this afternoon and tonight. Sidewoods against Flower Mound this afternoon. Westlake against Pearland tonight at 7. Tomorrow. The 3A state championship at 9 o'clock in the morning. Boyd to take on the winner of that London versus Wall matchup. The 5A state title game set up. The matchup already set for noon. Magnolia West against Argyle. And uh, there's another one of those uh, football, baseball, powerhouse, and basketball, by the way, boys and girls. That's an outstanding athletic program. And they moved up in classification this year at Argyle. And there they are back in the state championship round. And then the 6A game which if Westlake wins tonight, Westlake would play for the 6A state championship uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. So there it is.
1: There's your UIL state tournament. Are you
0: going over to Dell to watch any of that, Cam?
1: I will not be tonight. Um, My aunt took it to herself to completely try and redecorate our apartment, and that meant grinding the floors which means yeah. my apartment looks like Chernobyl right now. So I will be at home all weekend trying to repair my apartment. Okay. My apartment like looks like Chernobyl. Fierce, <laughs>
0: that's a good that's a good comparison there. Okay. Huh. You're wondering right. why
1: when I walk I look like pigpen. I swear I took a shower. It's just because it's the dust just falling off my clothes from grinding the floors. So love your family guys, right? <laughs> yeah yeah well family you know you,
0: you don't get to pick your family you know that, that that happens you you have relatives you have family that's that's just how that goes all right uh time to move on now and get ready for a second hour longhorn notebook jeff how's longhorn notebook
2: uh we <laughs> got, got a text uh i won't say who sent it but it said uh Cops should go shut down all the meth labs in Boyd this weekend uh, while they're out of right. town for the state championship game. So nothing like a little uh, small town smack talk, Craig. That
1: texture yeah. has been on one today. He might he might get into the Hall of Fame. On fire. After the day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, did, I
2: got a couple of notes, Craig, before you get to this baseball audio. Actually yeah, absolutely. before I do that, John in the Bay wants to know and I, I imagine you'll see him at some point this weekend. So what time is the workout over at Sunken Diamond today? He said I may have to slide over there.
0: Uh yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's one to two fifteen. John John also uh yesterday said uh, where are we doing the show today? Uh, John, it's in the comfortable confines of my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. We don't have access to the ballpark to do the show for the ball. It, it wasn't like a, uh, like what I had last week in Coral Gables where I was able to do some of that. So, uh, no, I'm in, I'm in the home hotel room today, uh, to do that. But, uh, I'm pretty certain the practice is from one to two fifteen local time. And, um, Come by and say hi. Now I'll be in and out of the press box. Uh, I've got to, you know, I'll be setting up equipment and testing some things and and stuff like that. And obviously watching the practice as well. Uh, but uh, I've met John before and always. In, in, in I think I met John. He uh, came down to uh, uh, came down to Maple's Pavilion when the Texas women played Stanford. In basketball, a few years ago, I think that's where I met John. So, yeah, come on, come on down, John, um, and and say hi. Um, oh, okay, uh, did did you have a couple other notes, Jeff? Yeah, I want to go ahead and get yes. a few
2: things out of the way. Yes, uh, men's basketball note. I'd heard about this a couple of days ago, and the Texas source has said there there could be something, maybe potentially, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. Craig. We saw Lamarcus at the introductory press conference that Rodney Terry had back in March. Yes. Uh, Source tells Horns 24-7, LaMarcus Aldridge has reached out to Rodney Terry, talked about joining the staff as a special assistant. Those special assistant positions have not been announced yet, but apparently LaMarcus Aldridge is at least interested in one, and according to a source quote, he has talked to us about wanting to coach. So just file that away. Nothing done yet, nothing imminent, but uh, there is maybe a little something there. Of course, LaMarcus is retired now. Uh, and, right. and loves Texas, loves RT. So maybe no He's better. Been around way to, the
0: program quite a bit in the last year.
2: Yeah, maybe no better way to get his feet wet uh, in the coaching realm than to do it uh, on Rodney Terry's staff. And I think what you've got, you know, we talk about it all the time with the staff. You know, Chris Ogden has been a head coach. Frank Haith has been a head coach at the Division One level. Steve McLean's been a head coach. So you've got yep. a lot of really good experience on the staff. Guys that have been at multiple parts of the country, different conferences. I uh, think it would be really good for LaMarcus to learn. And then especially, you know, if he can get in there this year, Craig, with the type of front court talent that Texas has. We talked about this yesterday with Caden Shedrick, Dylan DeSue, uh, Dylan Mitchell coming back for another year. Uh, I, there are worse guys you could learn from how to operate in the front court at a really high level than LaMarcus Aldridge, seven-time All-Star, a really, really good NBA career. By the way, Craig, did you, do you remember uh, how LaMarcus Aldridge got to Portland where he spent the, the bulk of his career?
0: Uh, you know what I remember about that? And 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 let me say this but before I mention this, uh the guy you're talking about is a great A top end individual. Great guy. Um and uh and and watched him play quite a bit at Seagaville in mm-hmm. high school, which is in the southeast Dallas County. And uh just just golden dude. Just a great guy when he was at Texas the two seasons at Texas. And then, and then, of course, since he's been in the NBA. And he, he's one of the guys, and I have found that uh, over the years that several of the guys who who played for Rick Barnes at Texas have uh, not only have given back to the school, but really, as you just pointed out so astutely, love coming back and being around the program. P.J. Tucker, who still has an active career, and when he gets an opportunity, comes by. Kevin Durant, obviously, uh, it comes by. And, and LaMarcus as well. Great. Uh, great guy. But the thing that I remember, Jeff, about Lamarcus Aldridge and uh winding up in Portland, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, this would have been in two thousand and six, I guess. Yep. Uh and uh I was uh when the the draft always happens in late June and the night of the NBA draft in two thousand six I had both of my sons with me, and we had driven into the mountains in Virginia, and uh, to do camping and hiking on the Appalachian Trail uh, for for a couple of days before meeting up uh, with uh, Laurie and with my daughters down to spend our you know time at the beach, uh, the annual sabbatical. But and they were going to fly in, but we drove, and so we were camping up in the mountains, and we and. Uh, you know you start winding around in the mountains, and even if you have satellite radio it's going it's going to drop out a lot of times, but for some reason, and it had dropped out, we got to this area in some real uh the higher ground area, even though it was still heavily wooded in the Jefferson National Forest. we had stopped and we had our campsite and we were setting up uh, our tents and and setting up to to cook dinner and all this sort of stuff and I just happened to bump my radio and it turned on and it landed on coverage of the nba draft and it was right before they announced Lamarcus aldridge and uh the being drafted in the draft day trade going to portland if if memory serves yes
2: he was drafted by the bulls had his rights traded to portland for the draft rights of tyrus thomas it was a blast from the past
0: wow who had just along with the rest of his LSU teammates,
2: Big Baby had, Davis,
0: had yeah had uh, uh, eliminated Texas in the Elite Eight only three months earlier. Garrett Temple, uh, was, Garrett Atlanta. Temple
2: was on that LSU team, was he not? He was. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was.
0: Yeah, and and they had just beaten Texas in the Elite Eight in Atlanta, uh, which was two nights after the Kenton Paulino shot to beat West Virginia in the Sweet 16, and uh, that was yeah. LSU had, had eliminated Texas, and then uh, they both go into the draft. But I just I, I just remember bumping my radio uh, because I think I had the ignition switch turned on just to have some light, and I bumped the radio and it came on. And they said, okay, now it's to the Chicago Bulls. And they announced, I said, hey, LaMarcus just got drafted. And then they said, I believe this is going to be part of a uh, trade because, you know, the NBA does that weird deal where they, yeah. you
2: know. You can't know, trade play. your picks in back-to-back years, but you can pick and then – trade the pick thereafter or it can be lottery protected or whatever i don't
0: know it's weird yeah yeah and there's salary cap things and stuff like
2: that yeah so there it is with lamarcus and a couple of things i want to set up for next week craig uh pro football focus is ranking the top returning offensive lines in college football it's like a wild guess where pff has texas
0: uh ranking the top 10
2: offensive lines returning in college football PFF has the Texas offensive line as the third-best returning offensive line in the country for 2023. Wow. I'm not ready to go there yet with that line, but we'll get into that on Monday. Also, we love our preseason magazines, and one of my favorite features in a preseason magazine is when Athlon Sports gets the take of anonymous head coaches to talk about other opponents. We'll get into it on Monday, what an anonymous head coach said about Texas. And for the first time in a long time, Craig, not a lot of negative said in this anonymous report really? about the Longhorns. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So we'll get into uh, that a little bit next week. But because I know we've got a little baseball audio you want to get to.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Just a couple of things here. Um you know, here in the, the like I said, the Longhorns of the Workout at Archbishop Mitty. We were out there yesterday uh for that. And um uh, they <laughs> they uh will have their uh on field Practice for the super regional. Speaking of super regionals, Duke has just taken a two nothing lead in the top half of the third inning, uh, and uh, they've done it on a two run homer. So a uh, so the Blue Devils have just jumped to a two nothing lead on the number seven nationally seeded Virginia Cavaliers, and they did it on a uh, two run homer, uh, and the uh, Two-run homer came off the bat of Damon Lux. I don't know if he's related to Gavin Lux, the Dodgers injured second baseman, but uh, Damon Lux with a two-run homer to give the Cavs a 2 not or give the Blue Devils a two-nothing lead of the Cavaliers there in the second. All right, so the the Loghorns have uh, their team practice today on the field. And of course, the super regional out here starts tomorrow. Texas obviously uh, will be uh, an underdog. Uh, again, And, uh, you know, and and Jeff, I think I can't remember if we talked about this the other day, but I know you uh, have the appreciation for the history of the stuff, too. You realize this is the first time since the advent of the 64 team field and the super regional concept, which began in 1999. This is the first time the University of Texas has ever played both a regional and a super regional on the road. It's never happened. Yeah, they've never done it,
2: and I think I think for Texas baseball fans, and and one thing I appreciate about this baseball program is that you know the fans that follow it follow it very intently are very passionate about it. I think if you pulled Texas fans, hey, you're going to go on the road for the regional to super regional. Where do you want to follow this team? You could pick a lot worse spots than Coral Gables and Palo Alto. Yep, with those two historic brands, Miami and Stanford.
0: Are you saying that the, that you could be in Hattiesburg? Is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, you could you could be in Hattiesburg, you could you could be in a lot worse places. But uh, yeah. to me, it's what's more about just you know Miami, because it's been so long. You know, I, right. me growing up, having watched it, I know how good of a baseball program Miami is, and that Stanford brand. Gosh, how long was Mark Marquis there? 30, 30 years, however long he was yeah. there, uh, won a national championship. That that brand kind of speaks for itself, and the fact that you know really even through David Pierce's first couple of years, they still played each other in that. You know, mm-hmm. some of those were some of those were marathon four game weekend series, but uh, it was nice to see that rivalry, that non conference series continue between those two.
0: Yeah, good good friends for for many years, Augie Garrido and uh, and Mark Marquis, and David Esker, who had been on his staff for a long time for Coach Marquis, and they won back to back titles in '87 and '88. Um, then went to Cal and then came back from Cal, so uh, he's done a marvelous job. With this team, so yeah, the Longhorns obviously will be an underdog. They were when they went to the nine seed in Coral Gables and beat Miami. Now they play the number eight seed on the road, an outstanding Stanford team. But if you talk to the guys, are very loose, very relaxed, uh, affable, and confident. And uh, you know uh, Dylan Campbell, one of those guys that that says you know they they still haven't played their best baseball, and they're they're still trying to get there to do that.
2: Yeah, I still don't think we're there yet. Um, I mean, a lot of people picked Miami to come out of the regional, um, and we ended up coming out. So I think we just go into this weekend with that same mindset of as we're the underdogs. And kind of feels weird to say that, uh, you know, playing here. Um, but I think we are going into this weekend. So we just got to stick with ourselves and stay with our teammates and just uh, keep going, keep grinding it out.
0: Yeah, they're just real kind of relaxed about it. The other interesting story, one of these interesting stories, and Jeff is a guy who's covered the program all season long, you know – of the trials and tribulations of one Mitchell Daly. and how here's a guy who has started in two College World Series, and a third-year returning starter, and it has been a struggle at times for this for him this year. So much so, in fact, that he actually lost his starting job uh, for a time. Jalen Flores went into short, and uh, and then when you had the problem with uh, uh, with. With Peyton Powell having that uh, rib injury, uh, Flores moved over to third and Daly was back in it short. And also the other thing that, that factored into this was in the West Virginia series at the end of that with uh, uh, with Tanner Carlson breaking his arm. So then the necessity was really there with Flores DHing, and once Peyton Powell came back and Flores, moving Flores to the DH and – Daly back into the starting lineup at shortstop. And both have prospered. Both have flourished. Flores uh, was the all-regional DH and, of course, had the grand slam and the uh, series clinching, the the regional series clinching win on Sunday night. And Daly had the big home run to tie the score in the Friday afternoon game a week ago today against Louisiana. Had another extra base hit, a couple more hits in the weekend. So when Daly was talking about it and asked about, the deal. How did you deal with all that losing your starting job? It reminded me, and you'll hear him kind of say this. Reminded me of something that David Pierce told me when he first had to have the conversation with Mitchell Daly Because uh, Coach Pierce, if nothing else, is upfront and direct and honest with his guys about what the, where their status is, and always encourages them as well. If you have a question about something, and you don't understand something about where you're playing or why this or whatever. Let me know. And he had the conversation with Daly, and uh, when he told him that he was going to move uh, Flores to shortstop at first, he said Mitchell's reaction and response was to say, "Okay." And he, he said, said, "You understand?" He said, "Yeah, I understand. I got to get better. I got to get better." And he just kept working at and all that sort of. Thing. And you'll hear that reflected in here when Daly was asked about his mindset transitioning through the difficulty of losing his starting job.
1: I just kind of took it as a challenge for myself, you know, to, to try to do whatever I could uh, to help the team win, you know, trying to come here to the field, you know, not make it about myself and just try to get better, you know, and there are obviously reasons why I wasn't playing, you know, and I just took that and say, hey, I need to get better, you know, and so having that mindset kind of made it easier and, you know, my teammates really picked me up too. And really uh, gave, gave me that motiv- that motivation to keep keep working and seeing everybody, you know, coming with coming to the field with a smile on their face and a good attitude.
0: Yeah, it's always a big part of it, attitude. And he said having a good attitude and and his teammates as well, Jeff. And you've been around this team, so you've seen how they are. And they they this, you know, every year it seems like I say this. Uh, about how the team is really close-knit and all that sort of stuff. But that's how it is with winning teams. You're not going to get to the Sweet 16 in this case, super regional level, uh, which is basically college baseball's version of the Sweet 16. You're not going to get there uh, unless you and, unless you do have uh, a close-knit group. And, and to be around them and see how they work together and all that, it, it makes sense when you consider it in the final analysis.
2: I mean – you know, you think about the Texas teams that we've seen make postseason runs, and we talked about this during basketball season. You're going to need a guy like Mitchell Daly, and you did in the regional, to come through and give you a big at-bat. Or if somebody's not feeling well, you know, give you a couple of innings in the field and make a couple of defensive plays. Yeah, I can remember in, in Omaha, one of those elimination games, it might have been the one they won against Vanderbilt. Craig, I don't know if I've slept since then. You know, Casey Clemens is hitting like a buck 43, and comes through with a really big RBI base hit up the middle you know guys that are going to hit further down the lineup guys that might not have the best numbers it, it it takes a it takes a collective group to to try to put this thing together to be the last team standing in Omaha now i know they've got to get through stanford first before you think about any of that other stuff but you know whether it's whether it's Mitchell Daly or, or any of those bullpen hands you know especially now that we know for sure I, the staff is known but now in gen pop we know that david shaw and heston toll are not going to be a part of this thing uh you know you you probably don't need ace whitehead to to give yep. you something on the mound this weekend you know we we saw zane morehouse last weekend uh, we've seen a, a, just a couple other guys out of the bullpen but uh you know you you might need you might need something from chase loomis you might need uh, kobe Minch. you might need to give you an inning you know it, it's it's it takes a not just everybody being bought in but it, it takes every guy on that roster giving you something to get through to the end and get this done
0: I saw Boogie's parents. I saw Ace Whitehead's parents uh, at one point down in South Florida, and I said, "Hey, he better be ready." He said, "He he said he's estimated he's turned eighty pitches in the bullpen over the course of three days, <laughs> so he'll be ready at the time." Oh, and 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 he had one of those home runs I mentioned yesterday, batting practice, drove it out uh, to Rodgersville. But you are correct. The the bottom of the order there: uh, Jalen Flores, Jack O'Dowd, Mitchell Daly. All three were factors. In the regional wins, and all three may well have to be factors this time around as well. All right. Uh, I don't, we'll know, I don't to... know,
2: but if you go back and look at the Big 12 tournament, Craig, Jack O'Dowd's about the only one who swung anything resembling a consistent bat in Arlington. I'll, I'll look yes. it up. I, I, I wonder what Jack's hitting during the postseason right now.
0: Well, i don't see if I've got it. He's here, had a, he's he, had a yeah. really
2: productive postseason.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, he hit 571 in the Big 12 tournament. That I know. He, he, he did do that. He was, he was, like you said, the only guy who really hit it consistently. Uh, consistently. Uh, all right, we'll be back to wrap up today's edition and the week of Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Okay, uh, getting ready to wrap it up here. First of all, our man keeping track. Of uh, the seven-on-seven, seven, the SQTs. Derek Cohen lets us know Cedar Park is taking on Round Rock and Dripping Springs against Anderson in the semis. So that's something to keep track of a- as well. Uh, what's your weekend calling for, Jeff?
2: Watching the Super Regional. That's about it. That's that's the number one know. on the agenda.
0: Uh, by the way, I, w- I-, I was able to pull up the the regional numbers. Gary Gilmet leading batting average there for the team, uh, for the regional. But Jack O'Dowd, if you add in his uh, Big 12 to his regional stuff, he's also in that neighborhood as well. We'll see how it all goes, and uh, we'll look forward to bringing you the game tomorrow afternoon, 445 airtime, 5 o'clock, first pitch. For our man behind the glass, Cameron Parker. from a co-host, Jeff Howe. I'm Craig Way. I'm inviting you to stay tuned. Chad and Zay are up next. We'll visit with you. Monday on Life the Talent.